You're listening to the Cairo Success Podcast, where we reveal the secrets to a massively successful practice. Here's your host, Dr. Tori Robeson. Welcome winners. We rock and roll once again. I'm optimistic, positive, excited about chiropractic. Excited about reaching people with my practice, building an exceptional life of productivity, prosperity, and generosity while being filled with love, fitness, and fun. Of course, our purpose here, what? I want to become smarter, more powerful, capable, driven, and superior versions of ourselves by ever-creasing our awareness, knowledge, understanding, motivation, hands-on skill, communication skill, and mastery in the art of exceptional living. Remember now, you train with me, Tori the chiropractor, Tori the chiropractic practice success consultant. Hey, you already know you're going to get more new and great new patients. You're going to be a more capable motivator and persuader of people. You'll be able to make smarter long-term decisions and, of course, be energized physically, mentally, and financially. Well, I want to take a minute here and talk about a law And it is another one of the laws from the laws of success in 16 lessons by Napoleon Hill. I got the book here. Now, the book I like is the hardcover version. It's this sort of gray and black, has a red bar across the front that says complete. And uh, I just find that the way it's written here, the way the font looks, this would be the version I would get. It's uh, hardcover. The backside is black. And on the back, and a lot of people know this, I'll mention it again, on the back of this book, which is around from the 1920s, think about that, it's like almost 100 years old. Here's what it says on the back cover. Teaching for the first time in the history of the world the true philosophy upon which all personal success is built That's a pretty bold statement, isn't it? I'm going to say it again. Teaching for the first time in the history of the world the true philosophy upon which all personal success is built. Period. And he's right. 20 years of research went into this book. It's an incredible story, the story of Napoleon Hill. But what I wanted to do here quickly as I get into one of these is I just want to say, here's here's what the 16 laws are as taught by Napoleon Hill. There's lots of other laws and things that come into play for success. But here's what he's got. The first one is the mastermind. We'll be talking about that. Next law would be a definite chief aim. Next one is self-confidence. Number four, the habit of saving. Number five, initiative. That's your ability to get up and get after it. And leadership. Next one, imagination. So critical. You can't have a thing if you can't imagine a thing. Lesson seven, enthusiasm. N, which means within. Thu, that's where we get theos. It means God within or energy within. Entheos, like theology. Lesson eight, self-control. How important is that? You can have all these other ones, but if you don't have self-control, it could all be squandered. Lesson nine, the habit of doing more than you're paid for. 
A lot of people struggle with that today. Lesson 10, having a pleasing personality. Lesson 11, accurate thought. Thinking accurately. Are there lies out there, people? (laughs) How much of what you see on TV is a lie? How much of what's on the news is lies? How much of everything you hear is actually a lie versus the truth? Would you argue that there's more lies than than truth? Look at all the pharmaceutical ads on TV. Look at all the ads selling anything. Get the body you want. There is no such thing. Lesson 12, concentration. Lesson 13, cooperation. Got to be able to work with others. Lesson 14, look how smart this is, failure. It's going to be a component of it and how we deal with that. Lesson 15 is tolerance. And lesson 16, and this is the one I wanted to spend a couple seconds on today, the golden rule. Lesson 16, the golden rule. Now, everybody has an awareness of this, the do unto others, but observe. Therefore, not alone is it advisable to do unto others as you wish them to do unto you, but to avail yourself fully of the benefits of this great universal law, you must think of others as you wish them to think of you. Oh boy, that got hard all of a sudden. You ever had someone wrong you? How hard is it to think and hope and wish success for them? Hmm? You ever had a patient leave your office? Possibly disgruntled through no fault of your own? How difficult is it to wish incredible health and vitality and prosperity for them? You ever heard this term before? Something bad happens to somebody, and you hear somebody say, couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. They're speaking sarcastically. In other words, they think the guy deserved it. If something had happened to you, that was bad, how would you feel if other people thought you deserved it? This is high-level stuff here, and very difficult to do because our minds are so corrupted. Biblical, this is, this is biblical stuff. This is a biblical principle here. And we can talk about some more of those things as we cruise along here. I literally have hundreds of podcast topics already laid out here. I could release, I don't know, five podcasts a day Okay, I have that much content. And we'll get into some of the biblical principles behind success. And I'm talking about major success. And that's what one of these is. So let's take a look at this again. It's not advisable to just do unto others as you wish them to do unto you, but to avail yourself fully of the benefits to get the most you get, receive, 
of this great universal law, you must think of others as you want them to think about you. Here's how you want people to think about you. You want them to wish well for you. You want people to hope that you're healthy. You want people to accept and be excited if you prosper. You want people to want your practice to grow, to want you to have incredible relationships, to want you to improve your fitness, to want you to enjoy the benefits of high-powered food. So here's the lesson as we then move on to the most incredible topic here, and that is really what is chiropractic in a nutshell and the three most important words in chiropractic that basically nobody knows. They recognize the words, have definitions out of a textbook, but nobody really knows what the words mean means and can use them that well. We'll get to that in just a second here. But let's finish up with this. The lesson here is as you think about other people, as you think about me, do you want me to become richer? Are you hoping something happens that I don't become richer? That way you won't feel so bad that I'm maybe farther ahead of, than you are at this time. Do you get the idea? You see people who are politicians or people who are wealthy. Do you hope something bad happens to them? That way you won't feel so bad that they've outdone you in the marketplace? See, do you think like that? Do you have a spiteful demeanor? If that's the case, you're doomed because you're violating a universal law. How could any more good come to you if you're not thinking good and hoping good for others, even those who you feel might be your enemies? Have I been stabbed in the back? Sure, I got a bunch of knives sticking out of my back. I've done stuff for people that is so mind-blowing and unselfish that you wouldn't even believe it. Stuff that they themselves would never in a million years even be able to do for somebody else, let alone actually do. I've done this. Fronted money, supported business, given um, time, information, all kinds of different things. And been backstabbed. I still wish well for those people. Why? Because I know the universal law. I know the law. And the law says, hey, if you want any more good to come to you, you got to wish good for other people under all circumstances. Because don't you want people to wish good for you under all circumstances as well? Sure you do. Sure you do. So let's affirm. Let's affirm. I now declare that yes, I want to treat people the way I would like to be treated in business, in relationships, with money. In addition to that, I now declare that I seek to think of other people, have thoughts about other people, have intentions for other people that are positive and that are good and that are similar to what I hope they would be thinking about me. It's the best we can do. Biblical principle here is you don't fight fire with fire. You fight fire with water. In other words, if someone backstabs you, you be really, really nice to them. And I could get into that a little bit more from a biblical perspective, but we'll save that for another time. Let's move on to this. As I talk, this is our main topic for today, ladies and gentlemen. 
As I talk to chiropractors all over the world, Singapore, Mexico, Italy, Australia, Canada, all over this fine country, whether someone's been in practice 41 years or they haven't graduated yet, I get on the phone with them as they become a member here and I will ask them, what is chiropractic? What does the word itself mean? What I'm going to share with you today is so enormous because you're going to apply what you learn in many areas forever. This is one minor example in the use of words and language. And hopefully it'll open up your eyes and your ears to actually hear and understand and be able to speak. Remember now, Winters Edge, we have a saying. Every word that comes out of your mouth counts. Every single word. Because remember, that's all you are as a chiropractor. There's what you do with your hands and what you say with your mouth. How many chiropractors are good with their hands, but they say the wrong things? Chiropractic. Most people, when you say, what is chiropractic, they're going to talk about some, well, you know, chiropractic is where we evaluate the spine. And What is, no, what does the word itself mean? Chiropractic, or I say chiropractic, chiropractic. That's how I end up saying it, chiropractic. See that? I don't say, oh, I might be joking and say chiropractor, but a lot of times if I'm just saying it in conversation, I just say, well, chiropractic, chiropractic, chire. Well, most of you will know that chire means hand. And then we have this word practic. This is where everything falls apart and the weakness comes in. A lot of times it'll be taught done by hand. I want you to imagine you're at a social event and you're hanging around with a group of people and you got some friends and friends have some other friends, people you don't know. And one person says, well, what is chiropractic, you know? And you start saying, well, chiro means hand and practice means done by hand. Does that make them want to come in and see you? Here's how I would say it. Well, chire means hand, and practic, well, that's where we get the word practical. So chiropractic is simply the practical use of the hands. Now, I just did something in your mind that you're unaware of. And if anybody were to hear me say that out there in the normal world of normal people, non-chiropractors, they wouldn't know what I had just done, but I'm going to explain it to you now. I just said that chiropractic is the practical use of the hands. <clears throat> and I used the word practical. Do you understand how powerful that word is? It is as powerful as almost any word there is in, in the language. Here's why. When you say chiropractic is the practical use of the hands, 
That must mean that going to the chiropractor is a good practical decision that good, smart, practical people do. And since I'm a chiropractor, I must be a good, practical, reasonable to deal with person. So because I describe chiropractic as the practical use of the hands, in that person's mind, they think that the whole profession is practical, chiropractors are practical, the care is practical, it's a good practical decision. It's such a positive meaning word that I just got them to associate with my profession and me and you as a chiropractor. You're welcome. <laughs> so say this. Chiro means hand. Practic is where we get the word practical. So all chiropractic is is the practical use of the hands. See how the word defines itself? See that? It's not a textbook thing. The word defines itself. Okay, chiro means this and practic, practical, duh, right? Got it. We got it. So chiropractic is simply the practical use of the hands. Okay? Now, are we going to sit here and go back into the Latin or the Greek or the Hebrew or whatever the originating languages are that this came from? No. But for our purposes in dealing with the public, we've got to deal with them in such a way that we lead their mind to understanding. And this certainly does it. Our next word in chiropractic that we own is the word subluxation. You cannot believe the new graduates today that never hear this word. This word is shunned. It's not talked about on the college campuses. That's because the campuses have been basically taken over by the devil himself. Chiropractic colleges today have basically been taken over by the banks. They are simply debt creation outposts. They're branches. They're debt creation branches sprinkled over the country for banks, a tool that banks use to create debt. Where's the chiropractic? A few of the chiropractic colleges out there still have some chiropractic. Most of them don't. Some of them none. That's a topic for another day. But let's take a look at this word. What do chiropractors work on anyway? What do chiropractors treat? See, many people will think that a chiropractor like treats like a symptom. You can't treat a symptom. You're going to have to do something with the physical human body, okay? Okay, so we're going to have to put our hands on them and do something. Well, what are we going to do it to? We're going to do something to the vertebra because that's what a chiropractor is, right? Well, what is the thing that the chiropractor works on? What is the con primary condition that the chiropractor is after? If you look at dentistry in the most general sense, dentists fix cavities. The cavity, that is the problem. They're all looking for cavities. And then there's an array of other dental problems that can occur, but that's the biggie. Dentists look to detect and correct cavities. Does the profession of dentistry question the term cavity? Do dental schools hide the term cavity? We've got a bunch of teeth in our mouth. We've got a bunch of vertebrae in our spine. Okay, What does the chiropractor, quote, treat? Subluxations. 
The cavity to the dentist is the subluxation for the chiropractor. What does the word subluxation mean? Well, let's take a look at it. What an, this is such an unbelievable word. I could spend probably a couple hours just talking about this word. It's so awesome. Sub, well, that's easy. Less, under, submarine. Substandard, sub, less than, sub. Substitute teacher, not the same, not the real teacher, but, you know, someone that's going to come in and try to hang in there, see, right? Sub. All right, so we've got less than. Then we've got lux. What does lux mean? In fact, I might just do this. See if we can find something here. If I just go... Let's look up the word lux, see if there is a definition for it all by itself. Lux. Okay. Mm. Yes. Unit of illuminance equal to one lumen per square meter. Do you have any idea how awesome it is what I just shared with you? Light. It's a measure of light. Okay? Light. Lumens. Lux. In fact, in Las Vegas, there's a black pyramid. Hotel. What's it called? The Luxor. Why is it called the Luxor? Well, it has the brightest spotlight in the world shining up into the sky. See it from the airport easily when you fly into Las Vegas at night. Lux. Light. Okay. But I want you to observe something here. Light. That's an interesting word. You ever been to a bar and on a menu or somewhere it says you can get some, it looks like drought beer, D-R-A-U-G-H-T, drought beer. Of course, it's really not pronounced drought, it's draft beer, isn't it? G-H, draft beer. Cough, C-O-U-G-H. Why isn't cough just spelled C-O-F, cough? What's my point? Light and life are the same thing. G-H can be pronounced like an F. Light, life, same thing. Light energy flowing through the body. Okay? And then we have another very interesting. At-ion. Ion. Huh, here we go again. Why do we have a chemistry, a, a physics sort of term in here? Positive ion, negative ion. Okay, that's the state of. State of positive, negative energy. So subluxation is a state of less light, life, and energy flowing in the body. Is that not unbelievable? Who can argue with that? The word defines itself. The word defines itself. It's not joint space dyskinesia, state disrelationship from a vertebra to the one below, whatever. Uh, uh. The word defines itself perfectly. State of less light, life, and energy flowing in the body. There it is. Now, if I'm out at the social event now, and I say, well, chiropractic simply means chiro's hand, and practic is where they get the word practical. Chiropractic is just the practical use of the hands. And when we're dealing with the vertebra and the spine, 
The condition that we're looking for is called subluxation. I know that's a fancy word, but it's very simple. Sub means less than and lux means light. And you got ion, which means like state of, positive or negative, a state of less light, uh, light life and energy flowing in the body. Okay? And when the vertebra shift, they can irritate nerves, they can affect weight bearing, it's going to cause a state of less energy in the body. Think about it for a second. Just on a mechanical thing, if we have a perfectly straight spine and I have my body weight going through the vertebra, split through the pelvis, through the acetabula, down through the femurs, down into the ground. But let's imagine I have a, my spine is kind of kinked at T4 and then at T7 and maybe at T12. My spine is not straight. Is it possible that I would have the same amount of life as I would as if my spine were perfectly straight biomechanically? No, there's no chance. If I had perfect biomechanical angles in my spine, the perfect cervical curve, perfect thoracic curve, perfect lumbar curve, and straight on the AP, anything less than that is a state of less life. It has to be, right? How could it not be? Your biomechanics aren't the same. You're not as mechanically efficient. Okay, you, there's leakage of energy out your body because of the subluxations, the angles in the spine. So then we have our final word here of chiropractic awesomeness, and that word is adjustment. Chiropractic has three words. Chiropractic, subluxation, adjustment. Adjust, easy. Change, modify, improve. Ment, mental impulse. That's an easy one. Like government. Govern, control, ment, mind, mind control. Small group of people controlling the masses <coughs> through the media and lies and everything else that they do. But here we have it in chiropractic as far as the way we break down the word adjust, change, modify, improve, ment, mental impulse. Why? Due to a state of less light, life, and energy flowing in the body. How? Via the practical use of the hands. There, there's the whole profession of chiropractic. And if you know your three words and you own them, well, you're, you're unstoppable now. Because chiropractic is the only thing that addresses subluxations, and the only thing that addresses subluxations are adjustments. Can you put something in the gas tank to fix a front end of a car that needs adjusting? No. There's no chemical treatment for adjustments. That would be a different type of an adjustment, wouldn't it? That would be a chemistry, adjustment to the body chemistry through chemicals in the body. But I remind you, okay, the chiropractic adjustments, because they can affect cells, tissues, organs, and glands, believe me, they can completely change your body chemistry. We'll be doing a podcast on that very soon on the N diagram by the great Reggie Gold, where he talks about explaining chiropractic through the use of body chemistry. But for now, on this podcast, understand this. Adjustment. Adjust. Change, modify, improve. Ment, mental impulse. Why? Well, do a state of subluxation. Sub, less than, lux, light, life, energy. Ion, state of. State of less light, life, and energy flowing in the body. How are we going to do it? Via chiro hand, practic, practical use. The practical use of the hands. Know your three words. They should be coming out of your mouth all the time. Patients should be hearing this. This is a perfect topic on a video to have on a website, perfect topic to have at any lecture you ever do anywhere, all right? Know your words, chiropractic, subluxation, adjustment, and you will be absolutely unstoppable in practice. Tori out. 
for tuning in to the Cairo Success Podcast. To learn more about how you can create the dream practice and life today, visit us online at winnersedgeconsulting.com. Thanks again, and we'll catch you in the next episode.